Hello and welcome to this next episode of the Power Chat Form. I am your host, Matt Collins-Jones, and today I am I am blessed with two fantastic community members and two Daddy. people I'm looking at. <laughs> two people I'm lucky enough to call my friends. Uh, we have the one and only Trisha Sinclair. You all know Trisha. She is a vibrant member of this community. Um, she is very big in the um, the omnichannel stuff, the DevOps stuff. Uh, you may have seen her talk about the Black Minds Matter and the Summer Camp and stuff like that. All stuff we're going to touch on today. So welcome to the show, Trisha Sinclair. Thank you. Um, the other person I feel a little bit intimidated to be interviewing at this point because uh, he is such a superstar. Um, Andrew Bivy is the current head of the CRM UG or the D365 UG, uh, whatever we're calling it these days in the UK. Um, he is a staple at all these events and has been at all these events since I started doing them five years ago. So welcome, Andy. Thank you. Looking forward to it. So um, I, I'd like to start off with sort of uh, who you are and what you do in case people don't know who you are. But at this point, I don't really think there's anyone who doesn't know who you two are. Uh, but how about we start with you, Trisha? Um, who are you and what do you do for a living? So who am I? I am, as you mentioned, Trisha Sinclair. I'm a pre-sales solution architect. Um, I currently work for a large partner, um, DXC Technology. And um, being in pre-sales, it basically means I get to play with all the fun, cool stuff, um, piece it all together, create roadmaps, and kind of share it with customers or pers um, prospective customers. Um, so that's what I actually do on my day-to-day. -day. Of course, I do a lot more other things around that as well, which I'm sure we'll come into some of those. Yeah. I, I always like the whole idea of pre-sales, like the whole like finding those new toys as soon as you get them and and seeing how you can like you know create a, a solution for a customer with that uh people keep talking to me about hololens at the moment i'm just there like, i really want to play with the hololens but i just don't have one so that sounds like a really fun job to have it is i love it uh, and how about you andy what uh what do you do and who are you um, hello. Okay, my name's Andrew Bibby. I'm um, I'm an advisor on Dynamics 365 and Power Platform projects. So that's a, a vague enough term, isn't it? Um, Pretty vague. Pretty vague. But I I basically go to customers that are implementing Dynamics 365 um, as most people still think of it. They don't really think of it as part of the Power Platform so much. Um, but I try and educate them on that journey. And generally, it's with customers that don't have a lot of experience with CRM, Dynamics 365, they don't have a lot of internal capability. So I help them get upskilled um, uh, on working with the product. Uh, I also um, do quality assurance if they have a partner in. And so I look at the work that they're doing, make sure they're doing a good job. Um, and I'm also massively passionate about change management. So I'm going to try and weave all that into the conversation at some point, um, which is basically how to make your project, CRM project, Dynamics, Power Platform, whatever it is, um, more successful, better adopted. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's what I do during my day job. And as you mentioned, I'm also active in the user group and we're doing things like Scottish Summit and I like speaking and uh, I'm probably talking too much, so <laughs> feel free no. to cut me off when I'm answering. It's, it's all good. I kind of do want to touch on one thing you said there is that you, you go into a trust me and you try and educate them as to like what 
dynamics is and kind of what mm. our platform is. I do find that a really tough part of my job at the moment, um, yeah. trying to explain what dynamics is and then saying, and dynamics, you build power apps, but power apps don't need dynamics. And then the CDS, yeah. which is dynamics, but not dynamics. And it's yeah, like, where yeah. do you start that conversation? Like, how do you So I'm actually it? going through this with a customer right now that they've got Dynamics 365 and they've had it for about 18 months and they call it CRM because it is CRM to them um, and it's what I kind of call it as well because I you know that's my history and they are using it as a customer relationship management system and that's fine um, and then you have to try and introduce them to power platform and say dynamics is actually part of the power platform it's kind of a power app and we've got these two flavors of power app and they've got really weird names model driven apps and canvas apps and yeah it is a challenge and i'm actually going through that over the past few weeks i've been doing some training with them um following the app in the day stuff and also some other content as well but um yeah it microsoft don't make this easy sometimes um you have to try and kind of just explain it in terms that they will understand and they can relate to so um, yeah, I, I feel you. And it's been the same for the last couple of years, ever since Power Platform came along. Microsoft yeah. probably haven't done a great job at really taking people along on the journey. They're always kind of looking, you know, far ahead into the onto the horizon and not really looking so much backwards, all the people that are following along. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that is a good um, a good place to start from um, in terms of educating people. But it it doesn't. It's just kind of it's a moving target at all, at all points. So it's just one of those things of mm. trying to trying to hit that target at the right point. Um, because as you say, we kind of lovingly refer to it as CRM, and then it was CE, and now it's just first party apps. So it's like where to start really. So. If you if you remember like who you're talking to, a lot of these customers they don't know what apps are in general so it's basically coming like because i have to do this as well like when you're doing demos you have to explain okay Mm -hmm. exactly is a power platform where do power apps come in and then then you actually then have to introduce dynamics to them so like what i do is i explain what the power platform is in terms of the collaboration between like the four main products obviously you know power apps power virtual agent etc and then i take a step further and say okay but we've already got a feature rich first party apps that Microsoft provide and they each provide a you know a particular business scenario that will accompany it. So that's how I bring it in. Because yeah. to be honest, for a customer, do they really need to know, oh yeah, you've got Canvas apps and then you've got model no, not until they're actually ready to start taking themselves on that journey and actually start building apps for themselves, then they're going to be open enough to trying to understand, okay, what's a Canvas app versus what's a model-driven app. But for, yeah, to be honest, most people, they just need to know that there is such a thing called Power Apps that allows Mm. to do all these amazing, fantastical things. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. And I think I think what you're right there with what you said is that you kind of have to start from from the beginning. Um, so how about we start with your beginnings? So Trisha, tell me how you how you became a pre-sales consultant. How did you start in this this crazy world that we kind of call Dynamics and the Power Platform? Oh wow! So basically, for me, my journey started in a small CRM company. You know, because you, you you graduate from uni. And you're like, what What do I do? So I actually went back home to Jamaica and I was like, okay. So then I started applying. And then um, the jobs, the opportunities I was getting was actually in the UK. So I basically booked a couple of interviews, 
jumped on a flight, interviewed, and the first job that I actually took was at a CRM company. And I never said, but look, oddly enough, like I think it's come full circle. I think you know what I'm going to say because yeah. they sent me on a CRM user group meeting. And guess who was there front and center but Mr. Vivi? So, really? Yeah, you were there. I like didn't my first user group session, like it was <laughs> you and Scott Giro. And like it's always like, oh my gosh, like these are like the people. And I remember talking to to my boss at the time saying, I really want to speak at one of these events. I actually had it on my personal, you know, your personal um, objectives. Yeah. I was gonna speak at um, speak at an event, or and they also had these um, these magazines because I actually wanted to be a journalist. And my dad was like, "There's no money in journalism, and I'm not sending you to school to do journalism to waste my money." So I didn't get to do that. I did IT instead. But I was like, "Okay, maybe I can combine them." And then I submitted to um, to write for the CRM UG magazine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, this is how far back this is. <laughs> they had a magazine. Um, I don't know if that magazine's still around, but I haven't. Yeah. I, I saw it yeah. like last year or so. Wow. Yeah. Maybe in maybe in nice time, but yeah. Yeah, but then like basically from then, and then obviously you kind of go through the ranks: support, technical consultant, etc., architect. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, what next? Because when I got to this position where like, I didn't really know what to do with myself and like I needed more because to be honest, I was stuck on a CRM, is it CRM 2016 project? And you know, and those long projects and you're not really getting to do anything and mm-hmm. like on the side of playing with all this cool stuff. And then I interviewed at DXC, but I actually interviewed at DXC as an architect. And the person that interviewed me um, wasn't the person that was supposed to interview me because he had gone on holiday and she was like, I want you in my team. Um, this is what we do. I do pre-sales. Um, you're going to have all this opportunity. And it literally just turned my neck and I never stopped. So you were stolen from someone. I was effectively yeah. stolen from the delivery team. Wow, <laughs> so that, to this day, it's still like a, a, a thing where, oh, Trisha, don't you want to come back to delivery? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like in the middle, yeah, Yeah. being in the middle where I get to go into delivery projects sometimes to advise, but then, yeah, I'm still technically pre-sales. I always loved like pre-sales people that that you meet them and they're building all the new cool stuff and they're putting their bits of the jigsaws together and they get to play with all the good stuff, like people like Chris, um, you know, other people I've worked with like in my career and I always fancied pre-sales, but never quite got there. Other than filling in RFP documents, which is a boring side. Not fun. Those are not. Fun. I think the thing, the problem for me is that I'm I'm terrible at sales in general. So I, I could go into pre-sales and show someone really great demo and say, "Oh, look, all these things you can do this, and there's AI, and there's all these things." But then they'd be like, "And how much does it cost?" And like, "Well, if, well, you need licenses, and then you need these, and this will be this much, and then you do all this." And then I can just see like the salesperson in the corner just like tapping his foot and like stamping on my foot, like, "Stop saying all these truth things to the trustor. Just sell them the dream. Don't sell them the reality." That's the thing, MCG. I think there's a misconception of what pre-sales is. I always see, like, my role is to be an assistant to the salesperson, be their technical fairy, if that makes sense. So, like, I tell the customer, even if they might not want to hear it, 
yeah, this is what you need. Um, but anything pricing, anything project related, I'm stepping away. That's not my role. Like that, that will, I leave that to the salesperson to deal with. Although to be honest, I end up having to sort the licensing out behind the scenes anyhow, but still, you know, because you still want to be on the customer's good side. You should have that rapport with the customer to allow them to kind of confide in you, their problems and stuff. But if they're seeing you as, oh, you know, they always give you bad news, um, they, they're they not going to. So you have to keep that alignment very, very clear in terms of the salesperson, have their own relationship, they're, com- like they're commercial, you have your relationship, you are all about the art of the possible, what they actually want, um, you know, not building the dream, but building the actual possible reality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so Andy, uh, how about you? How did you start off in this industry? I, how long have you think, got? <laughs> I was like, you, you may like it's one of the things. Every time I meet you, you look younger, uh, even with the <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Benjamin Button. Yeah. Not when I look in the mirror. <laughs> um, okay, so I I started way back when. Um, I like my background is as a developer and I came out of university and, and I kind of looked around about what I wanted to do um, and I knew that I could get a job being a developer and actually I'd learned some stuff at university some developer stuff and I thought oh you know that's quite fun I can build Windows apps back in the day before they were called apps um, and and so I got a job pretty quickly you know it was well paid and, and everything was good and then I kind of progressed through that junior developer developer um, and eventually into sort of building web apps when all that came along with .NET and ASP.NET and uh, did that for a couple of years. And then I, I came across a small partner in the Midlands in the UK and um, they were looking for a developer that got like web development background um, uh, to build some CRM stuff. And I, I, I I'd heard about it and actually I'd looked at CRM 1.2 back in the day for a really big um, building society in the UK. Um, but yeah, the, I, so they came along and actually I'm, I'm still friends with the people that I met there, you know, um, which was in 20, uh, 2007. Um, and they're still involved in the industry and they're still, at the, you know, they've moved around, I've moved around, but you know, it's still good to see them. Um, <clears throat> and I started off building extensions basically for CRM3 Wow. which was very awesome. kind of dev heavy yeah. um you know you had to do loads of unsupported stuff that you can't do anymore um uh, but i kind of i got into it and i started thinking you know okay i spent years like build spending ages building forms building web apps and then you've got to build like the data tier and then security into it and business logic and all this kind of stuff and then suddenly i came along and crm basically all had all of this stuff you know coming out of the box uh, and you could drag some fields onto a form, you know, simple days. Um, but I just felt like, my God, like so much of the effort that I put into and redoing this every single time whenever I build a web app is already here. I think there's probably something in this. Um, and I, I was at that partner for about um, 18 months in the end. And about a year through, I was on a contract and, I, and about a year into it, um, I remember thinking, actually, I think I think I'm going to stick with this 
because I just read about Microsoft investing a huge amount of money into Dynamics. It wasn't even Dynamics, it was Microsoft CRM. Uh, and then the next version was coming out, version four. And, um, and I thought, actually, this is really, really niche. But if I can stick with it and there are enough jobs around, I can probably, to be honest, charge some more money and, um, and, and do something I actually like doing rather than just generic web app web app so i stuck with it i moved to another partner um and stayed with them for a long time working on many different projects and kind of just grew from there really so went from being a web web developer to a crm developer to a more of a um, uh, sort of solution architect role and then consulting and, and all of that stuff um and then about five years ago i switched to working with customers that had that were putting dynamics in um, and becoming having having been a little bit jaded by the partner world and seeing how they treat customers and stuff like that um, no disrespect to any partners here <laughs> uh, some partners treat customers um, uh, I, I, I kind of felt like actually there's so many customers that don't really have a clue what's going on they don't really understand what their partner's doing they don't really know you know how to get the best out of uh, dynamics um, and so I moved into a partner uh, sorry I moved to a customer um, on their side basically I was sort of poacher yeah. and gamekeeper um, working across a really big project for several years um, and looking at what the partner was doing and also helping the customer understand like what they could do and uh, and just really enjoyed it and then I've, I've been with customers ever since and so now I move sort of from project to project I've got a few projects on at the moment um, being an advisor and, and where they don't have experience in-house and they're looking for sort of uh, customers looking for like an independent view um, or a second opinion sometimes uh, that's yeah. where I get involved but yeah yeah I, I like it I love, like my job so you know yeah. can't complain yeah no it's it's, job. it's it's kind of when I talk to people it's, a, it's how a lot of people try and get into this industry is just kind of they look at it and they go do you know what? I think I think I could spin this into a career. I think this is something that I, you know, I'm not not ashamed to put on a CV. Although I think we all have the same <laughs> thing of like, how do you explain your job to people? Usually, yeah. sort of thing. I remember yeah. going to restaurants and someone saying, "Oh, so what do you do for a living?" Like the way to try and make small talk as I'm paying. I'm just there like, this will take too long. <laughs> I work in IT. Yeah, that's it. That's, that is that's just it. Yeah. So, but I know I will not fix your computer is my other response. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so are you guys working on anything cool right now? Um, I'm working on a big project that involves like integrations of SharePoint and Teams and, and Azure apps. But what are you guys working on right now? Tricia, anything good in the pipeline? HoloLens? <laughs> well, to be honest, you know, I do work with HoloLens. We may or may not have sold a deal oh with HoloLens and remote assisting guides. Um, so that was fun. Um, yeah, the thing is, like, from my role, like, I do kind of play around with quite a few different things. So we're working on, like, field service, connected field service at the moment. Um, just finished one, as I mentioned, with, like, remote assist and guides. Um, we're trying to obviously go more into the customer service omni-channel um, yeah. space, but to be honest, we've you know done quite a few there, so that was cool. Um, 
Yeah, like I, I don't have anything in particular because like I'm very, I like to say like, I'm very broad, not deep. Yeah. Like, I have a broad based knowledge, but like it might not be deep in all the areas. It's, yeah. Well, it's funny you should mention that because a couple of things that you are trying to synonymous with in this community are omnichannel and DevOps. My question was going to be, is are those two things something that you you decided to focus on um, and kind of learn, or were they just kind of a, a byproduct of a lot of the projects that you were selling at the moment? So DevOps was uh, DevOps is actually Mark Christie's fault. Okay, because... <laughs> for everything. So I, I remember when I did my first ever speaking um, engagement, it was with D365 Dublin. And it was because I was pretty much sent there and he asked, you know, are you free? Are you interested? And I was like, okay, I've never done this, but sure. Um, but the, the topic was already chosen and it was PSA. Yeah, so it wasn't like my favorite topic. Um, yeah. And I struggled a little bit and um, the it wasn't well attended, shall we say. And I was literally just not going to do it anymore. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, that was so hard. Um, uh, I didn't know. It was a learning curve, like a mm. steep, steep learning curve, because how mm. you present to um, customers and to prospects is totally different to how you present to your peers, how you present to like, the rest of the community. And I did not learn that as yet. So basically, Mark um, called me after and he was like, OK, so this is what we're going to do. Um, you <laughs> you need to find something that you're passionate about, that you will enjoy speaking about, that you can take other people on your journey with you. And then I thought about it and he was like, I don't care what it is you're speaking at D365 Scotland. I'm like, oh, but I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, no, 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 you're speaking. And I was like, OK. I'll give you my topic. I'll let you know. So two weeks later, I called him. I was like, I've got it. DevOps. And the reason for DevOps is because, to be honest, DevOps is something I learned by myself. I didn't learn it at uni. I didn't learn it from someone else teaching me. It was basically I got stuck on a project for a very large, you know, um, parking, you know, company, you know. Yeah. Will remain nameless. Um, and that project was so riddled with change requests because we had a lot of um, moving parts. And yeah, we had documentation, but it was moving at such a pace um, and it was moving um, with so many different people that we were using ADO, we were using Visual Studio team services at the time, but it wasn't, we were just using it as a source control. Um, but when I started looking into it, you could do so much more with it. And that's basically what I started doing. Like I. Um, I started to implement boards. Well, it wasn't known as boards, and you know, back then because now it's modularized. But I started to implement like the requirements and started to actually hook the requirements into um, to the code, and then started to build out the processes inside of what's now known as ADO, but it wasn't. Um, and then I st we started to actually do the whole pipelines and the, so we actually, it's literally through myself learning and constantly trolling those boards and TechNet and learning about how to put the things together. Yeah. That's how I learned it. And I was like, if someone else, like, and I started looking around, I'm like, why is everyone just focusing on, on automated deployments? Like, it's great, but why are, Why is li literally no one focusing on how to actually streamline and reduce the amount of 
trash that we get in projects from the start. So yeah. that's basically where I started saying, okay, that's what I want to talk about. I want to basically bring ADO into non-developer people to let them know this, this exists for you too. This is how you can get started. This is how you can kind of ensure adoption, reduce change, um, well, not reduce change requests, but reduce defects. Maybe it'll increase change requests, but you know, it will create, create more quality on your projects. Right. So that's, that's where I got into ADO and dev, um, Omni is, I don't know. I've always had this thing for Omni. It's pretty cool, right? Because yeah. my first ever job that wasn't tech was actually in a call center. All right. Yeah, I actually used to be one of those agents on the call, on like fully trained. Like if you ever had an egg card, <laughs> if you ever had to call, um, you know, BT because your internet was down, you know, like the BT service desk, that was me. Oh, yeah. So. It gives you a view, doesn't it? I've done plenty of jobs like that, but it gives you that other view of the other side, which exactly. helps you now. Yeah. yeah. So what I do is I, I look at how it felt as an agent, what I wish I had as an agent, like the experience as an agent. And then that's what I'm looking for when I heard of Omni. I'm like, okay, does it have this? Does it have this? Does it have this? Can we piece it together? Does it help? You know? So that's that's basically my vision into why I'm doing Omni, but I do other things as well. It's just, those are the only two main things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah it's, it's like me, like people call me the flow guy or the guy that knows Power Automate. It's like, I, I can do other stuff. I can do the thumbs <laughs> up, you know. Everyone gets typecast. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's, also, it's also one of those ideas of like, if you focus on something, people know you for that thing and yeah. you become more infamous from it sort of thing. But It's yeah. funny because within DXC, I'm not, well, no, within DXC, I'm known as for ADO, yes. I'm known for Omni, but more often, I'm actually known for CFS, Connected Field Service. What? So there's a CFS deal, then I'm the person that does it. So, yeah, I guess it just depends on who you're talking to and where you are, then, yeah, but yeah. you're tech past. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah. But now I know who's come to for connected field service and all the <laughs> issues that I'm having my Azure DevOps. So I'm um, and speaking of it, I, I know someone that does a lot of change management. Um, so Andy, is there anything <laughs> anything cool that you're working on, or is it more sort of change oh, management at the moment and advising still? Yeah. Um, like nothing as cool as pre-sales, you know, you get to play with all the new toys and I'm very jealous of that um, because most of the customers I work with are, are years behind, you know, yeah. they're still, like I said, you know, looking for CRM systems and actually work, work with a couple of, uh, of customers that are just moving to the cloud, like they've been on-prem and they're, they're going through that on-prem to online migration. Um, which is good and it uh, at least that helps you kind of you know that's opening their eyes that's um showing them what could be possible and actually now that you're online look at all these other things that you can do and you can tie into what you're doing so um i think that's interesting um i don't like i said i don't get to play with all the new new cool stuff i have like i i mainly work with financial services companies i also do some non-profit stuff um but it's mainly focused around like sales or at least a version of sales where they need to use that lead opportunity kind of life cycle. Um, <clears throat> and so things like sales insights, I think are, are really, really good. Um, and I've spent some time on that. And I like, I like the focus that Microsoft have got on um, adding value to um, the 
salesperson's experience or um, bringing in new functionality, like they're working on a, a field sales app at the moment. Um, no, that is that is that's out there. That's in the world. Yeah. That's fine. No. <laughs> Quick check. Um, but yeah, that, so that sort of thing where I feel like because now Microsoft are focused on um, like verticals of functionality rather than dynamics as a whole, they're then starting to add new stuff like sales insights, like, you know, field sales. Um, and they can do that to try and differentiate from the competition. Um, so that's that's good stuff. Um, change management wise, I actually I actually talk about it more than I do it. To be honest, yeah. because it is such, I found particularly with dynamics projects, it is, it is such a, uh, uh, the industry is in its infancy and um, it will be one of those things in 10 years time, everybody's doing this type of stuff. But right now it is kind of a tough sell to actually tell com uh, companies that they need to spend so much more effort getting their impacted people ready, not just users, but impacted people ready for this new system you know for this change that they're bringing in um and that's that starts right now that starts before you started building stuff that starts you know as soon as you possibly can and it carries on all the way through the project and that requires effort and resources and money um but at the end of the day it's a proven way to have a more successful project absolutely proven way if you want to have a successful project do some change management that's it you know, it's, there's 20 years of research have gone into that statement. Um, the more project, the more change management you do, the more successful your project will be. The more successful your project is, the more you make that money back that you've been spending on your project. You know, yeah. there's this lovely curve of spend and it goes, you know, into the negative for ages while you're building stuff and you're delivering your project. And then you might hit the positive when you start going live with your project and you're actually making money back from all those efficiencies you get from that new system. And then if you do it well, that goes up and up and up. And you actually see that return on investment that you proposed when you went to get the budget for the project in the first place. Um, otherwise, if it flattens off and people don't use the system, it's wasted money really. Um, it's hundreds of thousands of pounds at least you know, on most projects down the drain. So it's super important and that's why I get really passionate about it. Do you, do you think that with the sort of rise of Agile and Scrum Agile methodologies that we'll see great user adoption of that whole change management piece, whereas you can deliver something small in a small space of time mm. and people can see that value more instantly, <laughs> as long as they're still keeping up with the rest of the change management in terms of you know, training, documentation, everything mm. else to go along with it? Because usually, usually I find Agile is very much a short and sharp thing people see value but we don't tend to see a lot of the the rest of the governance that goes along with change yeah management. yeah i think it is a tricky one that's a really big question um i think you can you can obviously use change management because it wraps around the project right so it doesn't matter if you waterfall agile something in between which is where most people get to um it's all about having those people that are impacted by your new system ready and willing to use it um so I do think Agile works really well with Dynamics projects, you know, to think about Dynamics rather than sort of Power Platform because you can make changes very quickly, it can be fairly low code, um, and you can deliver value very quickly because a lot of it's yeah. already there. Um, so it works from that perspective. Whether people, whether that really meshes with change management, 
just because it's agile probably not um but it, it, it's all about it's even if you're delivering quickly it's all about making sure that people that are receiving that thing are actually ready and willing to use it so um yeah i think i think it's interesting but it's all about i, th I feel like project management nobody would start a big project without loads of project management would they and they'd do loads of planning up front mm. but you've got to do the same with change management and we're in this place at the moment where that's not really appreciated and and in years time change management will be, will be treated in the same sort of way um, as project management and just nobody would start a project without a group of people that are dedicated to making sure that this lands really well yeah. and everyone gets their money back and everyone gets a pay rise and everyone you know gets their promotion um <laughs> like why wouldn't you do that it's it's kind of obvious yeah but yeah to your question i don't think it's about agile in particular yeah no that's good Tried to, um so trisha one of the things that we were kind of talking about at the start um and when i kind of introduced you was um earlier this this year yeah is still this year still 2020 not not <laughs> out but yet um yeah earlier this year um you um approached myself and a couple of the members of the community about doing a power platform summer camp for uh the black blinds matter charity here in the uk Tell me a little bit about Black Minds Matter, what they do, um, and what we did with the summer camp and what, what your plans are going forward. So Black Minds Matter, who they are, is a charity based in the UK. They're based in South London, um, once worth to be exact. Um, they focus on um, different age groups um, of the Black community, Black and Asian community. Um, and their purpose is to ensure the mental health of the um of these communities whether that be supporting them through um ensuring that they are aligned with um the type of person eludes me but my counselors yeah my mom's always on me about you need a counselor so it's just taken from my head but yeah so, but basically, like they ensure that they're aligned with like different counselors, but different also um, introduce them to different initiatives because, um, unfortunately, there there's certain things that are aligned with that community, um, and it's kind of like they tend to be associated to a particular socioeconomic status. Um, how they can escape from those situations is to provide opportunities um, that they're able to take leverage and build on. Um, so in the light of the Black Lives Matter movement, the George Floyd murder, um, what we then did was we then took it and um, I saw an opportunity to create something, the opportunity to basically what I could do is share my knowledge and share my community with this community and allow them to um, take it and improve on their situation so that's pretty much what um what happened uh, we had a conversation i had a conversation with like bibs and yourself and other members of the community and um, through that we created a training program to train everyone on the power platform um, with power apps power automate power um, virtual agent etc but also we did other essential skills like change management yes bibs we did have change management um, <laughs> <laughs> product management, um, the power platform adoption framework that was done by Andrew Welch. Um, and then we also had mentors as well, because 
it's not enough that you just learn something. You kind of do need someone in your corner fighting for you, making sure that you are making the right decisions, making the right moves, you know, providing that guidance. And that's basically why we like I wanted them to also have mentors that they could take and leverage during the program and after the program that will kind of help them navigate um, the community, navigate IT and navigate, to be honest, the world if they needed it, um, because not everyone would go into IT, um, not for the first batch anyhow. Um, so, yeah, so that was the idea. Um, and that's what we actually did. Um, at the end of it, we had this amazing hackathon. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, and that's basically where all the, the mentees came together along with the rest of the community and they built out um, different um solutions that were needed in the black community and these solutions um, were actually the brainchild of um, black minds matter themselves so they came up and they identified these are things that we need um, for the community um, so we we created um, those solutions and now what we're actually doing with the solutions that were built from the hackathon is re-estimating them so we can actually then try to put it into an actual working project um, knowing that this is something that's viable um, so that's basically where so it's not been forgotten we're actually recreating them into an actual proper project now. So that's great. Um, and then there are members of the mentee program that actually really took to the Power Platform, took to the community, want to get involved. Um, and what we've done is we've shared their CVs out with partners um, and now they're in talks to, you know, actually get jobs from it. And the hope is that they will, um, obviously. Um, the, the rest of the students well, they're, they've gone on to university. The idea, though, is that they want to carry on learning. Um, in the light of the situation, though, like realistically, I spoke to them last week, and this is how I know. Um, it's, it's a struggle because of the amount of work that they have um, with the universities right now with COVID. Um, how um, the universities seem to be getting around it is they're just sending a lot of homework. So they're not really getting much time to play around with it, but they still have it. The beauty about it is they still have it on their brain like, oh, we want to, we want to. So they have like a list of the things that they want to do. They've even signed up for the Scottish Summit. They've signed up for other, you know, events that are being run so they can actually still try to keep abreast of the changes and what's happening so when they do get a chance to go back in then they can so yeah. um that's that's where it's going we are going to run the program again um the program is going to run again in march it's going to be february but we've had to push it to march i'm um, in light of the scottish summit which is in february and um, we don't want to clash with that so we've moved it to march and um we're now we've We've had to extend it, the program, because of the interest from other charities. So now we're also working not only with Black Minds Matter, but with the Black Women's Coalition, which is another charity that um, is focused towards um, empowering Black women. Um, so they saw it, they want to get involved, and they've asked if they could also provide mentees as well. So we're going to also be working with them as well. Awesome. That's really awesome work. I mean, I, I really enjoyed um, my, my small participation in it um, and my small delivery of, of Power Automate in a day. Uh, and 
<laughs> yeah, I, the they were all they were all just so interested in it. Like they were asking questions, they were engaged, they were um, trying things, they were running into problems. I remember I came back from lunch and two of them were troubleshooting a problem together, rather than just waiting around for me to sort of come back and give them the answer to it. And it, it, it was very inspiring to sort of see people want to do that. I, I'm so used to delivering corporate training sessions to people that just kind of like nod and go, well, this is my life now. And, you know, I need to know how to click this button and click that button. And when you actually have people engaged and asking questions and wanting to do something, it's it's kind of it charges you up and empowers you to, to keep doing this stuff. So, yeah, uh, if, you, if you need me again, you know where I am. Oh uh, yeah, you're I'm, you're in the like I didn't I'm, ask, but you are actually I'm, in the next on the agenda. Okay. Like you're already there. <laughs> That's fine. I'm good. I'm good with that. Um, anything to help you? Uh, I know better than to try and say no to you. It's like it's always <laughs> always just say yes. When Trisha, when Trisha trolls, you just you pick up the phone and go yes, whatever it is, yes. Good. So, um, so Bibby. You are the current, I say current, the current CRM UG <laughs> D365 UG UK leader, uh, the, the pillar of our community. Um, you, you've taken on some pretty big shoes from your predecessors. Um, so Sarah Critchley, who uh, moved to Canada recently, uh, and then before her, Adam Vero, who I, I know yeah. because he delivered some training sessions for my company. Oh, um, really? Yeah, so he, he did training, and then I found the CRMUG because I was just, I don't know, somewhere someday, LinkedIn or, or Twitter, and I found a post about it and then looked up what it was and saw Adam's name and emailed him and said, hey, can I come to this thing? And he's like, yeah, it's free, but like you know, maybe bring a customer if you can. And I was like, okay. So the first time I met you was about five years ago and or saw you not met you so it was about five years ago now um and it was at a crmug where adam was still running the show um mm-hmm. right before he's trying to go into his semi-retirement or hibernation or whatever <laughs> adam's doing these days um and just just saw you and you know i say young sarah actually she's still young a young structure he's still young um you know delivering these awesome sessions and it was the first time i was introduced to community and the thing that really gets me about it is that that was my first introduction of all these people talking and being really passionate about things. But at the same event, Adam was giving out awards um, at that event. Um, <laughs> okay. And he gave you an award <laughs> for like best, I think it was like sort of like best social trinity, secretary. Social or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was social something rather. Really. Yeah. Um, um, it, it was, yeah, I've still got it. Um, it was it was something like best socializer or something, something ridiculous because basically i used to i i kind of got into the user group through i was going to say the back door but, um it, it wasn't it wasn't quite but i didn't come in to speak because that scared the life out of me basically and so when i got involved and actually since i started with crm um this is again back in the mists of time um I started looking around, you know, having come from a .NET background and there was a community already. And I was kind of, I came into CRM and I was like, well, okay, what events can I go to? And there were just none in the UK. Um, And that was the same for a few years. And actually, um, shout out to um, uh, Neil Benson, um, who when he lived in the UK, 
uh, Joshua, you may know this already, but he tried to, or he had started up a, a CRM music group in the UK, and it kind of, uh, you know, founded. Um, but anyway, somehow I found out that Adam was running this thing, and I went along to um, to drinks the night before, basically, because I thought, hey, you know, how can I get to meet people without it being too scary? Um, I will, uh, it was in Reading and went along to the pub, just said hello, met a few people, it was probably a dozen of us, and um, uh, and met Adam and got chatting, met Scott, actually I'd known Scott before, years before, anyway, um, and then kind of, kind of fell into that, just organising the social side of it, basically, and organising the dinner, we decided to make it into a dinner and uh, drinks and and we had a great time every time we met up we had a great time it's a really easy way to meet people and you can have a beer and it's all very low low stress and everything else um and that's how i kind of finagled my way into the user group <laughs> and then because i was there on the day i was kind of you know I, I knew adam and scott and they were organizing things and um and i just eventually did a talk um scared the life out of myself but kind of got bug for speaking and went from there really and then over the years kind of spoke a bit more got more involved in the organizing a bit less on the social side although I still ended up doing the social as well um, and before I knew it Sarah was leaving and everybody else took a step back and I was there yeah no we did talk about it and I was quite I was keen to you know um, take the reins and see where it could go and then obviously ever since then actually that was back in November and we haven't had an in-person have we had an in-person event no, don't think we've had an in-person event no. um since like a user group event um in the UK so that was great <laughs> so yeah. just completely switched to virtual um which has gone pretty well to be honest although I think you know a year in almost people are getting a little bit burned out by all the virtual events and there's obviously a lot of them as well so um it is a bit of a challenge now kind of bringing together all those people and getting a good audience and everything else but um yeah we've got one coming up um i, I must give it a plug uh, and trish is involved in organizing that as well um you speak at them all the time user groups um but yeah we've got one coming up on the 2nd of december so uh, we've got already got a brilliant agenda for that 15 speakers um some really really well-known guys and girls and they're talking about lots and lots of different topics so if anybody's watching this and is interested sign up on d365ug.com slash uk um, and register there but um yeah that should be a fun day it's all day uh, which is what we used to do in person but we're doing it virtually um and yeah it's good fun normally it's a bit different yeah. but fun it's, it's loads of fun like, i remember so the the thing for me was um, you're you're actually to blame for for me speaking at events, so that's why you're trying to shut me up at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember being in uh, it was one of those little Italian places just on uh, just on the river, and it was me, you, Chris, um, and a couple of other people, and you were you were talking to me about it, and it's like why don't why don't you speak at events? And I said, well, I don't I don't think I've really got much to say, like you know. I kind of I, I do some stuff with word templates and word templates are pretty good uh, but I think I'm the only person that thinks so and you just turned to me and you said everyone's got a story to tell and at least one person wants to hear it so if you put a talk in someone will want to hear it and and you know what I got that from Adam Adam yeah. 
kind of pass that on as like our doctrine basically like because it's so easy and I had the same thing like what am I going to talk about I nobody's interested in what I've got to say um but there's always somebody and if they, they're not interested they don't come and so it's you know yeah. pre-selected audience really yeah. um, exactly. but yeah I don't take any credit for that but uh, I'm glad you did no I do and yeah you can't shut me up now um I so love that, though. I love the fact that like everyone it, it's you see where it's starting Adam probably got it from someone else mm, mm. and that that to be honest is what I love about the community that everyone just inspires other people to join and like it gets better because the more people the more like diverse the more inclusive this community is like the more it just gets so much better so I just love that yeah. I love that story yeah totally and like I remember meeting you at user group events Trisha um and it was it's it, I've, I've always felt it's kind of uh, it's part of why I'm involved in the user group it's not just fun to speak and stuff but it's fun to help people get together it's fun to help people pass on their knowledge and I've always felt like um it is such a welcoming community the user group is so welcoming and I've never experienced it anywhere else. And it's given me so much in terms of my life. And I have this great group of people that I get to hang out with you know, every week or in person whenever we get to do that. Um, and it's just absolutely enriched my life. And I never, in a way that I never thought it would. And we can stand around and talk about dynamics, you know, which I can't do with anybody else. <laughs> and, you know, that's another, it's another uh, benefit of, of coming along to user groups and getting involved in stuff. I just feel like it's not going to be like that for everybody, but for those people that take a little step and decide to put themselves out there a bit, as we all have along the way somewhere, the rewards are, are, are really big. Because yeah. like coming in as an immigrant, because technically I am an immigrant, like, I don't have friends, like native friends, friends that I grew up with here. Mm. So people are like, oh, my gosh, why do you speak so much? Why do you do this so much? But I'm like, well, to be honest, the people that I look up to, the people that I hang out with, they're all doing it. So I want to do it, too, because I want to emulate. I want to emulate, like, you. I want to emulate, like, Mark. I want to emulate, like, these people that, like, I really, really like hanging out with, and they're doing amazingly. You want to do amazingly too. You want to hang yeah, out with people that you want to kind of be like. So I just think it's, yeah, it's great. So like, this is kind of like my friendship group in the UK. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's certainly another group of friends for me. And it is that thing that um, John Levesque at Scottish Summit actually last, last year, Jesus, no, it's this year um, in February. Yeah, <laughs> He said, um, uh, he had this um, uh, like mantra of we rise by lifting others. And that really struck home with me is that that is what, for me, what community is all about. You know, if I can help anybody else get involved and see um, actually the, the richness and the friendship that you can have here, um, why wouldn't I want to support that? And, and, if, and that builds our community it makes you know i've met so many people through our community that are now friends um and that makes my life better too you know so uh it's definitely a two-way street oh absolutely absolutely and it, you know it's just yeah you know the, the we rise by lifting like uplifting others that's mm. also the motto of black minds matter like oh, okay so I when, when i saw that they had it as their motto was like this is kismet like, yeah, totally. yeah. it's just kismet. Yeah. Be real of the phrase as well. Um, 
Quick question. Who was a tougher boss to work for, Adam or Sarah? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Um, it was never like that, you know. Um, we are um, obviously Sarah, obviously. Yeah. You know, I hope you're watching this, Sarah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll send <laughs> Who do I not want to piss off, Sarah? Um, but yeah. no, it's always been like, you know, and this is actually something I got from Sarah. You know, if I took one thing from Adam, it was that. And if I took one thing from Sarah, it was um well several things but one of them was uh this is not a second this is not an unpaid second job you know uh and so i'm not the boss she wasn't the boss adam wasn't the boss you know we're all in this together really you need somebody to steer the ship lead the organization of the user group and and things like that um probably spend far too much time um not delegating which is exactly what i do um and that's what sarah did and it's what adam did yeah. <laughs> um, so i'm following that tradition but um no it, it's never anybody saying you need to do this you need to do that it's um we're in it together and everyone's a volunteer and as trisha knows you know we all kind of try and spread the load as much as we can so yeah no it's um it's a it's just a nice organization to be involved with yeah no i i enjoy it me me joe and and dirk up in manchester um so it is and if anyone wants to get involved just let us know yeah um the the other thing that both of you are known for in the community is pub quizzes and i, I warned you coming into this that you'd be quizzed and i i kind of hoped you'd just assume that it just meant oh well, like about who i am and everything else exactly nope Nope, sorry, there. I'm wearing my fanciest uh, non-sparkly t-shirt because I don't have a red sparkly jacket like some people. <laughs> you're actually down as Trivia Sinclair in my phone, Tricia. <laughs> that's, nice. that's how you're saved in my phone. Um, so, so Trivia, I actually, like Keegan and I, did try to find red sparkly dresses to go with the red sparkly jacket. We're still on the lookout. So if anyone has seen a red sparkly dress, or even a red sparkly tuxedo jacket, please let us know. We will, we will buy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have, I have a series of questions and uh, there's only five questions uh, and there's a tiebreaker question as well. So what I'll do is I'll ask all the questions. Uh, the quiz master is always right, whether or not he's right or not. Um, <laughs> what, what what stupid say. rule is that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, so the Christmas is always right. There's only five questions. Um, so we'll start with the first one. Oh, hang on, hang um, on a sec. I, I, don't, I don't know whether you want to write down answers or whether you just he's, want to remember he's got, them. He's, he's, he's got a hanger and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. I can't put it on because it'll be too, way too hot. It's the cheapest yeah. jacket in the world. But um, it's, it's, it's oh, going to bring me luck. And it's glistening as well. It's like shiny. <laughs> Don't get too distracted, Trisha. This is a competition. The, yes. This, this is it serious is. competition. There's, there's prizes. There's no prizes. Um, <laughs> it's like a badger quiz. Yeah, the prizes like, the respect of your peers. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's Whatever Trisha, Trisha v. Andy. Let's see who the winner right. is. So question number one. What do we do? What, what do we do? Do we write so, them down? So write them down. I'll go through the answers at okay. the end. Uh, if, you, yes. if you've got a pen to hand or if you just want to remember them, I'll, I'll, I'll basically okay. ask you what your, what your answers are. <clears throat> so question number one, what year was Microsoft CRM 1.0 first released? I, you know what? What's annoying about this? I've had this question on my quiz and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> At least we're multiple choice. We're nicer than this. <laughs> uh, 
No, no multiple choice. Andrew, next time we're not doing multiple choice. If this is how it is, no charity no, for just, MCDA. Just, just. Well, I mean, Andy was giving you a clue earlier. He was doing, uh, you know, CRM three point out development in two thousand seven. So I know. Work. I'm work. I'm using that to kind of backdate a bit. But then I. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, I'm going to be really annoyed at myself for this. Uh, I, I've been, honestly, since since I did the, uh, I'm not sure whether you guys watched the episode with me, uh, Chris and Emma, but doing the random, what animal is this? And hearing Chris just shout badger every five minutes. This is the most <laughs> one I've had prepping for an interview. Um, okay, question number two. Microsoft have a campus in Seattle. Which famous coffee chain featuring a mermaid on its logo was also founded in Seattle? Or was founded in Seattle? I have an unfair advantage. That you've been to Seattle? I've been to the original coffee shop. Oh. <laughs> One day, Trisha. One day we'll go. Can I call it? Like, Sarah. This, 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 I, I will not concede. <laughs> <laughs> You can guess that one. You can guess. Yeah, it's a pretty. I, I, I made that one as easy as I could. I just couldn't resist the joke. I'm sorry, I couldn't. Yeah. Um, okay, question number three. What was the code name for Dynamics 365, aka version 9? Dynamics. You're killing me now. Because... Again, I chose, I chose a recent one. No, because I have looked at all of these things on Wikipedia. There is a page on Wikipedia uh, for my own questions when I've been doing my quiz um, at, at places like, I'm pretty sure I had this one in Dublin. So. You, no, it wasn't this one that you had. It was um, a previous version. CRM4. I remember CRM4. CRM4. Yeah. Well, that's why, I, that's why I chose CRM9. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember... I haven't got a clue. So I had fun looking at these questions. I know, I know now why you guys do so many pub quizzes. Do you know what, do you know what you do? So isn't there a pub quiz like on Thursday at the Badger? So this episode's not going to come out until probably next week. <laughs> so just reuse these questions. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday. I'll, I'll I'm writing them down, somewhere. don't worry. I'm yeah. writing them down. I'll <laughs> um, Okay, question number four. How many major versions of Dynamics uh, CRM have okay, been released. So this one is heavily contested. So no, it's not heavily contested. Easy. If Ben Bomber is listening, he's literally Very shouting, <laughs> shouting as we speak to Andy, like. So I, I've always what? contested origi- this question. The origination of the Quizmaster is always right is okay. as a result probably of this question and Ben Volmer because he <laughs> argued the life out of this one. So, I, okay. so I, I've said released publicly. Yeah. It's so a release publicly that you can install or you yeah. can use. Okay. I like that. I like that precision. That's the precision. Uh, the question. Yeah. Hang on a second. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, writing them down. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. It's okay. Question three. Are we looking on prem or are we looking online? Does it really matter? Just no, just just major versions that were released publicly. So you could access in any way publicly. Okay. Okay. I think I'm ready. 
I think okay. I'm and, no, no. And question number five as a tiebreaker question, closest to the pin wins. When is my birthday? <sighs> MCJ. See, you guys have both known me for several years. <sighs> Shit. I'm sure I've said, excuse me, I'm sure I've <laughs> it's all right. said it's happy just, birthday. There's, there's an explicit uh, so This is the trick with community birthdays. You always wake up, you look on Twitter, and then you'll know whose birthday it is because you'll just see all the birthday wishes, and then you just basically say happy birthday. Yeah. Is that really bad? No, no. But I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's what we do with, like, you know, Facebook as well. Yeah, I'm not on Facebook, so I don't no. even know. Okay. I came off Facebook before the social dilemma. <laughs> I've not seen it yet. I need to watch it. Okay, hold on. So, which, 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 like, what do you, are you more like a lion or are you more like a, a you know? Fishing. What do I? Are you more of an August or what, are you more of a July? What do I look like? How, how do I act? <laughs> oh, more more split personality or more like aggressor? Are you giving me a hint? No, I'm just messing with you. So it's clo closest to it wins, just in case um, it's a draw. Okay, so uh -huh. that is. So um, I'll, I'll take closest, closest in either direction. So really go... flattering, like something really flattering. Like you look 18, 19. Oh, I, I don't need the year. I'm not I age. Need, like, day, like day a month. Okay. So, yeah, I thought that could flatter you in terms of oh, you look so young. Oh, no, it doesn't work with me. I, I know I look old. So, but, uh, I should have no, that. Andy just looks like Benjamin Button. Is that his I, new name? I, I think he's got a picture of Dorian Gray hanging somewhere. <laughs> you know what? We've been away from each other like for too long because when you see me in person, you, do, did you ever used to watch Ren and Stimpy? When it, they'd have a picture yeah. and they would zoom into the picture and it was like, you know, Terrible. creepy, crusty, yeah, yeah, that's what I look like. In I've life. got one of, I, I know I got one of these right, the rest is just, you know. Yeah, we're, we're going to fall out over this, MTJ. Because <laughs> okay. I've got one right. One uh, right. <laughs> so, so question number one, what year was Microsoft's CRM first released? Trisha? Why first? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to show what you wrote down. Four. Two thousand four. Oh, any any movement on that, Andy? I was going to say two thousand and three. January two thousand three. Oh, nice. One one nil to Andy. You know, I first put I first wrote down two thousand five, but. Ooh, they see how I calculated it, right? Because if you did. CRM 3 in 2007 Microsoft used to average around two years per release so then and they had this release which was failed which was at 2.11 so then you count back again and then one was the first official release so then that's how we got 2004 but I figured to be honest I should have actually adjusted for the failed release because they probably spent a time they probably spent time on that yeah yeah good uh, excellent excellent working out yeah, close. I, I mean, if I ever get murdered, Trisha, can you come and solve my murder just in case? Get you and Megan with all her true true crime stuff. Megan and Barrett, all her true crime stuff. Um, okay, so 
Andy, you went to this famous coffee chain, original coffee yeah. shop. What is the chain name? Uh, it's Starbucks. Starbucks. Um, I'm actually now doubting myself that I went to the original one, but I think I did because it burned down and I think they moved it, I think. Oh, okay. it's by Pike's Place in Seattle. And I went there with Sarah and Chris, actually, and Auntie as well. Yeah. On a, on a lovely day out in Seattle. Oh, see these dates they have without us. Yeah, no, one day. <laughs> in the good old days when we could meet together. But not next year, but the year after, we can all go to Seattle. Hopefully. Fingers crossed, hopefully. Yeah. Cross fingers. Okay, so question number three. What was the code name for Dynamics 365, a.k.a. version 9? This is killing me. This is killing me. I did not get this right. I did Any not guesses? The only one I actually remember is, I think, Titan. But I don't even know what yeah. that was for. That's the only one I remember. So uh, it was it was called Draco. Really? Yeah. I found I, I literally just Googled it today and found, like, the last few code names. Oh, You're just playing things on the day of your quiz. You're not more prepared than that. Hey, you guys, you guys are literally on the budget Mate. putting slides together. <laughs> Literally, and then we like look at them and just go, yeah, that's not how you spell that word. (laughs) That's not how our name is spelled. (laughs) And we change it literally as your type, as your questions are coming in, like type it quickly. You know what I have to do? When I did the the pub quizzes in person, um, I I would come up with the questions fairly last minute, but on the day I had to fact check them all because of people like Ben and because what was the answer a week ago is no longer the answer and there was always a couple of those so yeah I did the um, when I did the quiz in Sweden I was at like minutes before the quiz still fact checking the answers so it's got to be done I was I'm just gonna leave it to the last minute now yeah I was very nearly dropping in a question of like what like a multiple choice question like with a sales license what can you what can you not do but then i thought by the time this comes out you can't do anything there's a lot you can't do with just a sales license yeah so you know what we should do we should go on to like you know ask chris with regards to any licensing question Mm. i love licensing questions yeah I actually wanted to create a chat bot for licensing because like Yeah, like, great just, idea. Yeah. I'll never keep it up to date though. That's the thing. Like, I want I wanted to basically see if, if if there was a way to scrape the information from the licensing doc. So every day we just consistently just go there and just pull, go and pull. But it AI the licensing is not that advanced, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> updated anyhow. And then two, it's like it'll just it needs to be updated every what every well Not every, every month, month at this point yeah yeah, yeah. so maybe um so the the hotly contested uh question it's not contested it's not contested. Uh, well well as i said at the start is andy uh, the quiz master <laughs> is always right uh, how many major versions of dynamic crm were released publicly should we count them out together sure Ish. yes 1.2 is it one? Version one. 1.2. 1. 3. 1.2 was released publicly and it was oh. major, but 1.2 is not a major version though. Ah, released publicly. It was major because it was a big update. 
from version one. <laughs> version four, um, 2011, 2013, 2015, 2016, and then version nine, and that's it. So, I'm, I'm, so you're I, saying nine. Um, oh, nine? No, no, so Andy's saying nine. What are you saying, oh, Trish? No, I have nine too, but I think I got nine <laughs> through a different way. <laughs> I couldn't remember if there was a CRM 2013 or not. Was there? Yeah, yeah. There was. So I have CRM 1, um, CRM 3. Was there a CRM 3? Yeah. yeah. Um, CRM 4, um, 2013, 2015, 2016, D365 version 9. Um, and then I can't remember how I got the rest, but I got nine. Nine. <laughs> well, you're, you're both wrong. It's eight. <laughs> because you have version one. No, version no, this three, is lies. Four, 2011, 2013, 2015, 2016, version nine. So when you, when you name a solution, it as, as is, as is uh, tested, as is, as is <laughs> defined, as defined by Microsoft, it goes major, minor, version, revision. Major versions that were released publicly, one, three, four. Yeah, but you nine. see, major version, version one was good for nothing. Version <laughs> 1.2 was a major release for Microsoft, you see? And that's why it's a major version. I get the major I'm Googling this as we speak. I, I like this after the quiz, I'm allowed. Hold on. I, you know. I, I don't accept that answer. So, well, you, you can not accept it. Half like, a point. But, uh, but no, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Chris Master's always right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It, it is actually a minor version according to Microsoft Blog. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's no. So, uh, I think I'll get a nice message from Ben when this comes out. <laughs> um, so, last question When is my birthday? I took huh. it off Twitter, Trisha, so you can't see it that way. <laughs> no Googling. When is my birthday? Your birthday is when you are one year older. It is, <laughs> yes, that is correct. But what yes. month and what date is it? Oh. Um, it is a month that ends with Y. No. March. <laughs> March? Andy, what are you saying? Mate, I feel bad because I'm pretty sure I've wished you happy birthday this year. Probably. I can't remember. I'm guessing I'm going for 1st of August. 1st of August. Uh, Trisha, you're the closest with March. My birthday is the 13th of April. Damn it. So so Trisha gets one point for that one. Um, and you don't. No. So is so is this so is my tiebreaker not not that really wasn't a tiebreak? <laughs> so well, let's just say that the last question was worth a thousand points. So uh, Trisha wins. His <laughs> master is always right. His <laughs> master is always right. Thank you very much for playing along, uh, and hopefully people played along at home too. Oh, uh, so that was fun. I know. I, I know why you guys do this now. Do this all over. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is good fun. Summit. Hey, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, if we can spread the word, like we're Absolutely. doing this, we're doing the pub quiz, Trish and I. I don't know if, if Keegan wants to be involved as well, but um, 
we did the pub quiz at Scottish Summit last year, which was you know, <laughs> fraught with difficulty and chaos. But yeah, we're going to do it virtually this year, hopefully to a much bigger audience. And also, so we're going to, that's at the end of February, Scottish Summit, awesome quiz, but that'll be virtual. And then actually, if you've not heard about it, there's the South Coast Summit as well, if people are listening and not heard about it, um, in October. And that is planned to be an in-person event, and we're going to do it again there. Nice. And that's going to be real. And that's going to be a hundred people, maybe. Who knows? High fives. Great. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm becoming better known for doing a quiz than anything else, like professionally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I should stick to that if I could make money doing that. We need to answer from look at our CRM. We've got this guy, Andy Bibby. It's like, nah, he's a quiz master. You wouldn't know anything about (laughs) Yeah, um, so yeah, Stretch Summit is going to be amazing uh, in February. Uh, Trish is wearing the, the hoodie. Um, there's going to be a mm. quiz. There's loads of tracks. Um, hopefully, I'll be speaking there. Probably you guys will be speaking there. I'll be um, there. You'll be there. Um, like the, it or not. <laughs> the South Coast Summit as well. Um, that's going to be another awesome event. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, any other things coming up or anything you want to plug before we end? one last thing i want to plug so obviously we're doing the the power platform school in march next year but we do need mentors um so if you are interested in becoming a mentor please reach out um yes babes you're already a mentor like (laughs) there are people that i haven't asked because they are just you know going to be mentors um but if you would like to um be a mentor please reach out and um yeah make yourself known and if you also have anyone interested in becoming a mentee anyone that wants to um to learn about the power platform and they are from a um, a bme background please reach out to me. We see what we're trying to do is increase the visibility and increase the footprint of um, BME people within IT, within Dynamics specifically. So please help with that. Awesome. Uh, Bibi, anything from you? Yeah, no, I've got, I've got nothing to plug other than to say that um, I was thinking this earlier is that uh, you know, regarding minorities and regarding uh, people that are in the community, like I've never known a more welcoming community. So if somehow you're listening to this and you're interested in getting involved um, from whatever background, you know, come along, get involved, attend user groups, chat to us on Twitter, uh, come to the Badger on a Thursday night, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, get, get involved because it's really good fun. And one little thing, it's not a plug, but I just want to say to you, MCJ, uh, congratulations on the MVP, which is amazing and very well deserved. I cannot believe you put out a video every single day about Power Automate. That is some kind of record, I reckon, right there within our community, at least. Um, and, you know, you just spread the love, spread the knowledge for the last how many years? I don't know, at least four or five years. Um, so well done. Thank you very much. Yeah, I... consistent and incredibly useful content. It's not just like, oh, you're putting it out for the sake of it, but it's actually useful videos, which is really good. Yeah, um, I, I, I always I always say this to people and it's kind of, I say it because it's me self-deprecating and not wanting to be proud of my achievements, but I'm pretty proud of this. Um, but I, I, I probably use the videos 
a lot myself because I just have a terrible memory. <laughs> yeah, totally. I can't remember how things work. And the number of times I just open my own YouTube channel and just search for the video I want and then play it and then go, oh, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> um, it's, it's just, I'm probably half of these. Do you ever find, though, that you recorded the video that Microsoft changes something and you're like, oh, it doesn't work right um, anymore? So the the history of it the history of it is I I started it and it was called MS Flowember and I launched it um, the first of November the seventh of November was Microsoft Ignite I think the thing was Ignite where they said oh and by the way we're renaming things Power Automate I'm like uh -huh. I have. I've already recorded a lot of videos and they all <laughs> say flow, Microsoft flow all the way through. So, uh, so yeah, all the time. I even get, I get messages from people that say, did, did you know that this doesn't work, what you're showing in the video? I'm like, yeah, Microsoft changed it, um, but this is how it used to work. I know I can't do this now, but it's, mm. you know, it still works the way it works. And, you know, so yeah, it's, um, yeah, I was going to rename this the MVP show, but I think someone already uses that. Um, yeah, as yeah. the MVP show. Yeah. So, but there's three MVPs on this uh, on this call, which is I think the first time ever, which is this is my first month. So, but yeah, oh. thank you, thank you. I it's uh, so I, nice to actually be like great. on your first and like show as an MVP. You know, yeah. to be fair, is well overdue. Like I, I always thought you were already, but uh. yeah, I'm I'm happy about it. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep for a little while. And uh, and stop making videos. So except for this one yeah. that I'm making right now. I did see that a little bit of irony is that I think you announced, yeah, you've done it for a year, and I was like, holy crap, you post the video a day for a year, but now I'm gonna stop. And then like literally, you got the MVP straight <laughs> after that. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, I was trying to. I was a little. I was. I was a little worried about. That. I was like, should I post this? Should I? I'll post it. It's fine. You think no. you got to do it? Like remember, like the reason you're doing it is because of what you want to do, and not because of any like. MVP yeah. or anything so yeah. like you did something amazing for a whole year and the thing is like I, I think I mentioned it to you when you said it it's you're doing so many other things as well mm. it's not just the videos but you are doing a lot like people don't necessarily know what you're doing on the out like on the outer things but you do a lot so you just mm. need to keep doing what you are interested in doing and what you want to do um just keep adding value that's pretty much the main thing yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. As far as the MVP goes, it's kind of the icing on the cake, isn't it? It's um, yeah. do it because you want to do it and because you want to pass on your knowledge, um, not not to achieve you know that goal because it's not a goal. It's it's just a it's a badge and then gives you even more work yeah. <laughs> on the top of it. But um, uh, yeah, it, it, you have to be enjoying what you're doing and and enjoying sort of passing on your knowledge, and that's why you do it. That's the main yeah. reason. Yeah, it's the same for this. Like this isn't this isn't just a, another thing to do. And I always I always say to everyone that comes on the show, <clears throat> if this is terrible, if we're like if it's not funny, if there's just no useful content, at least I just get to hang out and talk to my friends for an hour. So that's yeah. the mo that's the thing I enjoy. I I enjoyed this bit um, and, and just getting to know you. So that's that's why I like. So thank you both for for coming on the show and for uh, for giving up uh, giving up an hour of your time. So. Um, yeah, so check out, I'll, I'll link everything in the show notes so you'll have all the connections, all the events and everything else coming up uh, and absolutely get involved with Black Minds Matter and the, this, the new school, get involved with the community and just talk to people and just, you know, it's, it is very welcoming and we, all, we always want to help people. So, 
-hmm. yeah uh, with that thank you very much guys thank you You're welcome good to see you Matt